the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and we're certainly glad, my friend, to be on the air again today and to have you tuned in with us, and we trust that you'll enjoy the next half hour as we study God's Word together. We're going to go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7, where we've been for the last few weeks, as we've been looking at Paul's uh, statement where he says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. That's a tremendously um, important passage when, uh, with, with regard to the basic issues of what the Christian life and the dispensation of grace is all about and how our lives are designed to be lived uh, day by day as a, as, a, as a faith response to, to our understanding of what it is God is doing today uh, in Christ and how he's provided for us and made us sufficient in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We've seen the contrast between the way members of the church, the body of Christ, and the dispensation of grace operate and the way uh, the nation Israel operated, believers in Israel under the law program operated. They literally walk by sight. Uh, they had an earthly program uh, where they, they would literally stand still, God tells them, and see the salvation of God. And they would see it literally materialize in front of their eyes. You'll recall we looked at, at the, the birth of the nation Israel uh, out of Egypt and the Exodus, and they literally would saw uh, the dead bodies of the Egyptians on the, on the, uh, the banks of the Red Sea. And uh, they knew from that. They saw the salvation of God, Exodus 14 says. Uh, but there's a, the, the, the contrast with us is that our the purpose in the body of Christ is, is not an earthly purpose, but a heavenly purpose. We're to set our affections on things above, seek those things. And God's purpose today focuses on, on the, the formation of a spiritual body of believers, blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And so our ministry today, uh, how do you see something you can't see? Well, you see it by faith. So we walk by faith. And thus, the contact that we have with reality in the spiritual realm today, what confirms uh, God's blessing and favor and working in us is His Word. And it's, it's God's Word. We have access to the grace of God. The way we access God's grace is through, the, is through faith in the Word of God to us. It's by faith that we have access into this grace wherein we stand. Access is that, that great uh, Bible word that is, has come into its own in the computer age 
if you have a computer and you want to have access to the information that's on the hard drive, you have to. You, 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 what do you do when you access it? Well, you go in and you get it and you put it to work. It can be there, but you have to access it. You have to get to it. You have to put it into operation. And our contact, uh, the way we have access to the grace of God is through the Word of God given to us through uh, the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Paul says uh, to the Ephesian elders, he said, I commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Uh, The issue of the Word of His grace. He tells the Colossians, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, He says that the Spirit of God, they'll be strengthened by might by His Spirit in the inner man and that Christ would dwell in their hearts by faith. You see, it's, it's, it's God's Word resting in our hearts, and then our faith trusting it, believing it, and making it so. And it's the Word of God that is, is complete and sufficient and available. And we have those two wonderful assets that make us totally sufficient in Christ. For you today as a believer, and if you're not a believer, well, you could be. Uh, if you're not saved today, you can be, and you should be. The way you become a saint of God, a child of God today, is by faith in Christ Jesus. It's not by going to church. It's not by doing rites, rules, ceremonies, rituals. It's not by uh, keeping commandments and observances and all those kind of things. It's not by what you're going to do, because what you do always comes short. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short, listen, of the glory of God not short of somebody else, not short of your own expectations, not short of your, your, your church's standards, but of God. You have a hard enough time living up to everybody else's expectations, much less the expectations and the standards of a perfect God. You say, well, Brother Rick, I'm not perfect. I know that. But you see, that's what the Bible says sin is. God is the standard, not you and me. And the Bible is very clear that they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. God compares us to himself. And when God looks down today at humanity. He doesn't see Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, Hindus, Muslims, and, and uh, atheists. He looks out and he sees sinners. And he has a question. What have you done with my son? Have you trusted my son or not? And the, there, there are some sinners that are saved sinners because they've trusted his son. And some are lost sinners because they haven't. Which are you today? Now, this is something that you know. If I were to ask you today, do you know for sure where you're going to spend eternity? If you don't know, I can tell you, you're going to spend it in hell, in the lake of fire, separation from God forever. You say, how do you know, Brother Rick? Well, you would know if you got saved or not. You see, it takes a positive choice to be saved. It takes takes making a decision to trust Christ. And if you've never made that decision, then you're not saved. The Bible says, Jesus said, in fact, he that believes not is condemned already. See? So you don't need to wonder where you're going to spend eternity. Uh, one of the members of our assembly, a uh, young man, he went and asked his, uh, uh, his priest that, the, that was in the religious system where he was before he got saved, he, he, he sat down with his priest and he asked him, says, uh, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? And, he said, and the priest tells him, well, I'll either spend it in heaven or hell or purgatory. <laughs> well, that's one too many choices. Purgatory is just the, 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 uh, it's just the superstition of uh, pagan mythology. Purgatory is not Bible. That's mythology. Uh, the Bible has just two places, heaven or hell. No place in between, heaven or hell. And you go to one or the other. And if you don't know for sure that you're going to go to heaven, well, it's because you haven't believed 
And if you haven't believed, then you're condemned already. So you can know for sure. Either way. I hope you know for sure you're going to heaven when you die, and that you have eternal life as a present possession. If you don't, right this minute, right where you are, no matter what you're doing, where you are, you don't have to bow your head, you don't have to pray, you don't have to uh, go to church, you don't have to move a muscle, you don't have to do anything. God looks at your heart, he wants to see your heart resting in his son, and the quietness and the stillness of your own heart, right where you are, you make the choice, the decision to trust Jesus Christ, to rely upon him exclusively to be the Savior that he died for you to be, that instant God will save you. That instant, God will take you, put you in His Son, make His Son's death your death, His Son's payment for sin your payment for sin, and His Son's resurrection life your life. That's the operation of God. That's something God does for you because Jesus Christ paid it, gave His life for you at Calvary so He could give His life to you when you trust Him. So that then He could live His life through you day by day as you walk in the sufficiency that God has given you in Christ. And when you get saved, He puts you in Christ and makes you complete in Christ. And when you're complete in Christ, that means you're totally sufficient, able to stand, lacking nothing. There's nothing you ever need to do for God. There's nothing that you ever are going to be called on to do for God. There's nothing God ever wants to do for you that hasn't already been accomplished and given to you completely in Christ. So that's one thing that makes you completely sufficient, your identity in Christ. The other is the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Not only do you have this complete, sufficient identity in Christ, but you wouldn't know about that if you didn't have the Word of God to tell you about it. So God wrote a book, preserved that book through history, and has provided it for you and me to read today and have in our hands. When you have a King James Bible, you have the preserved Word of Almighty God. And you have all the verses that ought to be in the Bible, and all the verses that ought not be in there have been left out. Now, you can't say that about any other modern English version but a King James Bible. All the other Bibles have verses left out of them. Check and see. Don't take it from me. They have verses added in that don't belong there. But when you have the, the, the uh, uh, text of the King James Bible, you have in your language, the English language, the Word of God preserved and placed into your language, and you can trust it. And you can be sufficiently equipped by it for every good work. So you have this identity in Christ, and then you have the sufficient Word that is available to give you all of the information that you'll ever need to know about everything God has for you or has for you to do in His Son. So you have the completed identity in Christ, and you have His Word, and you have access to this identity that you have in Christ through that Word. And then it's Christ that lives in you. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, a verse that we talk about all the time on this study. Paul tells the Thessalonians that he, how he thanked God for them. And you know, when you read the book of Acts, uh, in, in Acts chapter 17, when Paul was at Thessalonica, they actually gave him a pretty hard time there to start with. But then when he writes back, he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. So it becomes God's Word working through you. And you see, it's God, the Holy Spirit, not going over and 
giving you a heebie-jeebie fit where you run up and down an aisle and shake, you know, shake and rattle and roll and, and all this crazy pagan nonsense that goes on in Christendom today and is called revival, where you bark like dogs and, and shake violently and, and laugh incessantly and some other spirit takes you over and does all that. People, that is such superstitious ignorance that it is, it, is a, it is a shame on the church of Jesus Christ for that to be in our midst, called by our name, and somebody not stand up and say, shame, for bringing that kind of occult paganism into the church under the name of Jesus Christ. Now, that's, that's not what we're talking about here. That's got not what God's Word is talking about. But that's the difference between what you see on the modern Christian scene today that is taken as normal Christianity in many places. The difference between that and what the Bible has to say. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Bible believer because it liberates you from all of that nonsense, all of that religious, superstitious ignorance. And it allows God's truth to become the thing that works effectually in you because you believe it. So it's God's word that works in you. Now, and then you have the life, then it's Christ. Now, how do you know, when you go about the details of your life, how do you know in each particular thing that you go through every day that as you live your life, that it's Christ living in you? How do you know when it's Christ and how do you know when it's when it's you? How do you know when it's when it's his life or it's just what you want to do? Now that's a good question. The answer to that question is the answer to the Christian life in its details. And the answer to living day in and day out in such a way as to honor and glorify him in the details of your life. It's what people are looking for when they go to all these freak, show, freak shows and, and do all these weird things. I mean, my heart goes out to people like that. They're looking for some reality. They're just looking in all the wrong places. Now, they're not the only people that do that. There are some people that go over into big buildings that when you just walk into the building, you feel like crawling under a pew because you know, the, the, the majesty of the building just makes you feel humble. And they use the formalism. They're not fanatics. They're just formalists. And you get this real humble feeling by the architecture. And there's this voluntary humility and so forth and so on that goes on. And it just puffs up your flesh. <laughs> makes you feel good about being there, you know, and uh, that kind of thing. And that isn't it either. It's not formalism. It's not fanaticism. It's faith. If an action is based, if a decision is based on faith, that is, it is a positive response to an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you, then it's Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3. Paul says, For we walk in the flesh, but we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God 
and bringing every bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You see, that's the issue: is to bring, is to cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. When he says casting down imaginations, that word imagination, imageization, that's the involuntary function of your inner man, of your mind. Just like you, you have physically you have involuntary actions. You don't stand and say, beat heart, beat heart, beat heart. <laughs> That's just an involuntary thing. Now, you can make yourself breathe. You can make yourself do that. But you don't think about it uh, 59 and a half minutes out of, a, out of an hour, do you? No, it's an involuntary action that takes over. Well, you have involuntary functions in your inner man, in your spiritual nature. And your your mind and your your inner mind, some people call it your subconscious mind, the level where your imaginations work, can be and is directed by your conscious thinking. And you can retrain your subconscious by conscious obedience to sound doctrine, by bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And the way you produce change in your life, the way you produce change in the activities and the actions and the feelings of your life is by bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You can do everything in your life by faith. For example, you can go to work by faith. In fact, you should go to work by faith. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, Paul says that if a man doesn't work and provide for his own house, he's denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So when you get up and you go to work each week and you work and you provide for your, yourself and for your family's needs, you can do that as a faith response to the responsibility God has given you in that regard. Now when you go to work, instead of it being drudgery and something you hate and how you just can't stand this, you can go there and it may be just the same old menial work, but you can do it by faith. And when you, when you do it by faith, God fills you with joy and peace in believing. You can keep house by faith. You can wash dishes by faith. <laughs> People say, well, you know, you're going to wash the dishes. Got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Ooh, and I'm not talking about the dishwashing. Dishwashing liquid, we're talking about joy in washing dishes. You say, oh, that's, Brother Rick, that's just drudgery. No. Doesn't Titus 2 says that a, that, a, that a wife is to be a keeper at home? Why? You can do it by faith. You can love your spouse by faith. You don't know how many times people call me and talk to me, come to me as a pastor with, with problems in their marriage, and they feel like their spouse, man or woman, husband or wife, doesn't appreciate them, doesn't love them, they're, they 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 all these problems and they focus on the problems. You can love your spouse and choose to function in the role of a husband or wife by faith and do it for the Lord. And when you do, you know what it does? It changes everything. Because God fills you with joy and peace in believing. You can know it's Christ living in you. When your life is lived and actions are based 
on faith, on a positive response to sound doctrine. That's God's Spirit working in our inner man and producing the life of Christ in us. You see, God's Word works in us that believe. And it, the, the work is, is in direct proportion to how much you believe it, how much you apply the sound doctrine to the details of your life. Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. John six sixty three. God takes his life and puts them in some words. And those spiritual words on the physical pages of the Bible is, is what ties the spiritual and the physical experiences of your life together. Every contact you've ever had with Jesus Christ has been on an inner subjective level. Well, how do you know that it was Jesus Christ, the God of the Bible, that you contacted on that inner subjective level? Well, he's given you an objective standard of his word. So you can go outside of your own impressions, your own hunches, your own feelings, outside of yourself, because you know that if there's anybody in the world you can't always trust, it's you. You've failed, you've disappointed yourself and others enough to know that you can't, you've been wrong enough to know you can't always trust you. You need something that outside of you that you can't always trust. It can't be another person because they fail just like you. Imagine setting up some religious guru to trust. He's made out of the same thing you're made out of. So is she. They fail too. So you need, you need somebody that never fails and never makes a mistake you can always trust. That's God. And God gave you his word, and he put spiritual words on physical pages in a book that ties together your ability to take the spiritual and the physical and bring them together as we walk by faith in his word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And you make some choices based on a response to sound doctrine to use your life to make your life count for Christ. You know, my friend, we write our own ending to life. How can you use your life to impact the world for Christ? Well, grace teaches you how, and grace empowers you to do it as you walk by faith in a clear understanding of God's Word to you. You don't have to go looking for seeking experiences, seeking rites and ceremonies to perform you just get your nose in God's book and see who he's made you in Christ. You're complete in Christ. The only question now is an issue of growing in an understanding of that and then taking it and applying it to your life on a daily basis by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. By faith and not by our emotions and our experiences. Someone says a man with an experience is more powerful than a man with a, mo with a message. And that's true in worldly terms and in religious terms, unless the message is the message of the Word of God rightly divided. And then that is the most dynamic thing that can ever come into your life because it never changes. Experiences come, experiences go. People come, people go. The Word of God stands forever. The Bible stands like a rock, unbroken by the raging storms of time. You can trust it. To trust it, you need to understand it. Let me give you a, a Bible study tape entitled, What to Do When Trouble Comes. Um, 
when difficulties come into your life, you need to know how to apply sound doctrine to your life. If you've got the doctrine, then when the trouble comes, you have something to draw on. It would be really odd to have the doctrine and never have any place to use it. Well, that's what trouble's about. It gives you places to use it. When trouble comes, does it mean God's angry with you? doesn't love you anymore? Well, if he isn't angry with you and he does love you, then why all the trouble? And what should you do about it? Let me give you this tape. What to do when trouble comes. This is going to be the last time we offer this tape. We've offered it the last couple of weeks. Today's the last time. What to do when trouble comes. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a, we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is, is unique in, in several ways. First, we, we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather, rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio. And I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 601. And friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. 
Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to live above the world. Those Satan's guards at me are hurled. For faith has called the joyful sound, a song of saints on Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.